Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you would be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. Hallelujah. Good morning. Welcome. Come on in. We'll get, we'll get seated and get settled a little bit. Um, my, name is, my name is Ralph. I'm part of the pastoral, great pastoral team here at New Hope. And Wanda, my wife and I, who's, uh, she'll, she's always helping out with the kids a little bit, but we've raised five kids, so you won't see them because they're all big. Our oldest little boy turned 34 yesterday, which was kind of exciting. So that was awesome. Same birthday as Carol Royal. Happy belated birthday, Carol. Um, I learned that I'm not going to try to catch up on Facebook with all the birthdays. Seemed cute at first, very annoying, like four months into it. Because you realize, like, no matter how many friends they got, there's like four or five birthdays, and you're like, happy birthday, do I really mean it? Would I have sent you a card? No. But I don't know. I'm, I'm teasing, but it's true. Like, I mean, it's like, I can't do that. So, um, why did I talk about the kids? It's really funny now. If you're a parent, Steve and, Steve and Joy, are you here? Tim and Jess here? Okay. Which, well, it's kind of funny, right? Poor Steve has poured into Marissa for 11 years, right? I mean, poured into his daughter. 11 years of life. Tim and Jess and Ethan, right? I mean, they pour their hearts into their kids. They go to a camp for four and a half days and they're transformed. <laughs> I, 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 I never knew this about God my whole life. Four and a half days in camp, I've changed. Yeah. Steve, just trust me, Joy and Steve, Tim and Jess, all the parents, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Same thing happened to Wanda and I, like, what do you mean, what are we, mince me, what are we doing with you guys for the last 20 years of your life? But that's good. What we really want more than anything, and how many of you know that what's really crazy about parenthood is you steward, you steward your children. God has no grandchildren, Right? Each, each person has to come to that knowledge, that revelation, that experience of knowing God for themselves. Because I think with, if, if, you, if I was hearing what the Spirit was saying, my mom and dad's religion could be a little boring. But man, when it's real for me, I'm excited about coming to church. You know, so I'm excited about the kingdom of God. I'm excited about my relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing that God is real. That's what I heard the kids saying, so it was good. <clears throat> Um, we activate healing. Every time I speak, we activate healing. I'm going to have you do something for me right now. I'm going to have you stand up. Everybody stand up. Um, this way we don't know. We, we, we don't know, but God knows. What are you battling today? What do you believe in God for today? What are you contending God for in the area of miracles? What are you believing God for that you're battling something? And I'm going to shut my eyes in a minute. I, I exercise this during worship. But just put your hand out. If you want to receive a healing, if you've been crying out to the Lord for a breakthrough, a miracle in your physical body, and how many of you know there's, we're made of our body, our soul, our emotions? God might want to touch you in an area of your emotions, of your physical body, of your spirit. So, Father God, we release your power and your anointing to heal. We declare that Jesus Christ is alive, he rose from the dead, he destroyed the works of the devil, and he reigns, and there's resurrection life in all that he does. 
So, Lord, we ask you to touch your kids. We ask you to come now with the power of you, person, Holy Spirit, touching, bringing healing. My hands are tingling with fire. Father God, you want to touch and release power right now and healing. So just receive it. I see, I see in the spirit, I see arthritis, I see bones, I see certain places on our body being lit up, our knees, our hips, our joints, our body. Your bodies are coming into alignment. The power of the Holy Spirit is bringing healing. I see migraines being gone now in Jesus' name, headaches, migraines, problems, lack of sleep, fatigue. We break it off of you now in Jesus' name. Saints of God, be healed in the name of Jesus. It's your inheritance. By his stripes, he made you healed. He, he, he made a way, a provision for you to come into wholeness and fullness and resurrection life and all that he does. So receive it right now. If you came in and you had an elbow or a leg or, or, or you have an issue that you're uh, high blood pressure or you're dealing with something that needs medical attention, we want confirmed healings. But even right now, God, if you're touching somebody right now, move that elbow, move that knee, move that back. Father God, we pray for your manifest presence to fill this place and do miracles. In Jesus' name. Do it, Holy Spirit. You're alive. You're with us. This place is a place of healing. In Jesus' name, just receive it. Amen. Saints can be seated. Anybody have a touch that they experienced right now? Okay, just wave your hand at any level. It's okay. All right. Lord, we just believe you for miracles. Have your heart be a heart that's set an expectation for miracles. It's always fun preparing. If, if, you, if you're new with us, we've been on, I wouldn't call it a series because it's not that planned out. I don't plan things out that uh, detailed. But I can tell you, I've been, uh, what's the word? I've been on a journey communicating the love of God. The heart of the Father. The love of God the Father. And how powerful it is and what it does to us when we experience it and we receive it. It transforms our lives. So I have, a, I have a, something very unusual today for me personally. How many of you love like, you know, video clips and there's little, you use them as part of a tool, right? You'd have a video clip that kind of enhanced your message. Or it was a tool that you used to communicate something. All week I've, been, uh, I've looked at this clip. It's seven, it was 17 minutes and it was 17 and a half minute clip. Now, how many of you know traditionally pastors don't, you know, they don't use a 17 and a half minute clip for their message, right? Well, all week wrestling through just that thought that pastors don't use 17 and a half minute clips. I don't know what manual that's in or <laughs> where the thought came from, but I guess it's on my brain scan. Pastors don't do that. So the Holy Spirit said, I want you to use the whole clip because there's a story to tell through the clip. So we're going to take 20 minutes, because I, I, I did tighten down the end, because I wanted to, the end didn't apply, which was like two minutes. But this clip is about, who knows the story of Chris Singleton? Anybody know the story of Chris Singleton? Well, you're going to hear the story of Chris Singleton today. I want you to get in your seats. If there was popcorn, I'd let you enjoy the clip. We're going to dim the lights. It's going to be a very easy story for you to, to get a hold of. And actually, if ushers were ready, we might want to throw a few boxes of napkins 
in the aisle for you because I have not watched it one time without being moved. And where this fits, and I'm going to lead a little, I'm going to lay a little foundation for it, is I want you to know, if you're if the very first time you've been here, I want you to know what we've been talking about. And really, a friend of mine made me a shirt. And it says, manifest love. You like it? Manifest love. Thank you, Ryan. He made me this shirt as he knew we've been going through this series about experiencing the love of God, who God the Father is, how he feels about us, how he feels about the world. We've been talking about 1 John 4, 8. says, God is love. And as believers of Jesus Christ, we are ambassadors of his love. You know, bum, 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 bum. Your mission, church, if you choose to accept it, is are you ambassadors of love? Is your mission to manifest love on the earth? And like 2 Corinthians 5 says cannot get the scripture out of my heart that God himself was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself that we now as ambassadors of reconciliation we are ambassadors of love as if God himself was pleading through you beseeching you crying out from your heart to the world be reconciled to God you get the grip of that, the magnitude of that. We're not arguing over offense posts. We're not doing blogs about God is hating anybody. The reality of the kingdom is God demonstrated his love to the world. He already demonstrated it. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God himself, God the Father was in the Son, reconciling the world to himself. Restoring the world to himself. Settling the issue once and for all. The Father's love. We talked about stories, catching you up real quick. Catching you up on the prodigal son story, Luke 15. The story of the affectionate heart of the Father who ran after the Son, saw him from a distance, ran to him, wept in his arms, kissed his face. The affection of God the Father toward you and toward the world how we talked about having radical love encounters with God will transform you from the inside out. These radical love encounters, are you experiencing God for yourself? Knowing the Father's love because you can't give the world what you don't got. If you don't know it, if you don't taste it, if you don't know that God is good and that he's affectionately crazy about you, then you're going to be running on empty. God's people in the kingdom of God should not be running at a deficiency. It needs to be running from an overflow. And how many of you know when times get tough, when things happen, when things happen to good people, you're going to hear a story about Chris Singleton and what you're going to, what I want to set the stage for is I've watched this clip several times and what impacts me is what was put into him, what was deposited into him from his mother. And the most crucial point of his life came out. Same thing God does in our lives. 
We know him. We experience him. We have encounters with him. We love him. We serve. We live. We do. And then in a moment, there are moments when I believe that every day God wants to manifest his love through his bride. You are the victorious, glorious church. You are a powerful people. You are a beautiful people when you're in, you've already been restored to the Father. You have a perfect union with God. There's nothing separating you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord, Romans 8. So it's awesome. I just want to, as we, as we get ready for this clip, what we're going to do is 15-minute clip. It's powerful. I have some instrumental music that's going to be playing on the video. And we're going to literally have the clip some ministry time, and I just want to pray over you, and that'll be it. But remember something. If we're ambassadors, we talked about our citizenship being in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. So as ambassadors manifesting love, what we're actually doing is we're manifesting what is in heaven on earth. Is there unforgiveness in heaven? Is there bitterness in heaven? Is there hatred in heaven? Is there evil in heaven? No, we get to manifest God's kingdom on the earth. And as Steve so beautifully preached on last week, we are not naive, we are not in denial, but the kingdom of God is increasing on the earth. Don't get caught up in the multi-billion dollar industry of 24-hour news. That is not the reality of the world. It's highlighting all the junk. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Are we ready to show the clip? Please dim the lights nice. Please make sure it's nice and loud. And Chris's mother, Sharonda. It's a story of a mother and son changed forever on June 17th, 2015 in Charleston, South Carolina. Jeremy. Chris Singleton's a college baseball player. His mother was a track coach. And through their bond, we have attempted to tell another story to humanize the victims of that terrible shooting. Chris Singleton didn't want to see Charleston become what Ferguson was, what Baltimore was. He has had many media requests, but he chose to tell his story to Bob Woodruff exclusively at ESPN and E60. June 18th, Charleston, South Carolina. Chris Singleton, an outfielder for Charleston Southern University, steps onto this baseball field like he has so many times before. But tonight is different. First of all, I just want to say thanks to everybody that that looked out for me, that tried to contact me. Honestly, my baseball family has been amazing. They've reached out to me. Almost every single player that I've ever played with have reached out to me. That's been really big for to help me get through this. Just 24 hours earlier, at this church in downtown Charleston, nine people were shot and killed. Victims of a hate crime. All units responding 110 Calhoun Street. The active shooter, multiple people down. The city of Charleston and a nation were listening, and Chris had a message. I just say love is always stronger than hate. So if we just love the way my mom would, 
the hate won't be anywhere close to where love is. Holy City, with more than 400 churches, and nothing stands taller than its highest steeple. But Charleston is also a city whose past is never distant. I love Charleston. It's a really historic place. We've overcome bad things here. At one time, these cobblestone streets were home to one of the largest slave markets in the country. It was in Charleston Harbor that the Civil War began. And for years here, the Confederate flag flew high. We've overcome bad things. But when you overcome bad things, they turn into good things. Baseball is helping him because it's what he's good at. That's what he does. And it's what he's always done with his mother at his side. We had a loving relationship. It wasn't very many times we, we argued or, you know, some kids argue with their mom nonstop. I really never did that. Hey, I'm Sharonda, Rita's best friend. I've always been able to tell my mom pretty much anything. Even if it was something I wouldn't think of telling anyone ever, I felt comfortable like I could tell my mom. You have done wonderful things for She was very religious. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. She could just sit on her knees by, next to her bed and pray for an hour straight. She was really good at just making it feel like it wasn't really just somebody just throwing religion down your throat. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 She was also an athlete. Chris's mother, Sharonda, ran track at South Carolina State University in the 1980s and later became a track coach at Goose Creek High School in Charleston. I'm very pleased with the overall improvement of the team. As long as they stay in the creek, we should do quite well in the next couple of years. She passed along her love of sports to Chris, her oldest son. He became a star basketball player in high school. But he and his mother were most passionate about another sport. She knew I loved baseball. Whenever she could make a game, she could. There was a game, she was there. You could definitely hear my mom when she was sitting in there because she was like really loud, especially when Chris went up to bat. Everybody hits, everybody scores, everybody hits, everybody scores. She so have the whole ballpark chanting after a while. When Chris and his mother were not at the baseball field, they were here. The Mother Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in downtown Charleston. In 2012, when Chris was a sophomore, his mother became an ordained minister at the historically black church.
Two years later, Chris was a high school senior. He was named All-State, and Division I programs came calling. The biggest thing I had going in recruiting was he lived here. Uh, they made it very clear, as Mom did, they wanted to watch every game. So with his mom by his side, Chris chose Charleston Southern University, just seven miles from his home. Chris Singleton strides the plate. Line for a base hit. Singleton delivers. Chris can really run. He can really play the outfield with his athleticism. And I'll never forget his catch against Clemson. Fly ball out to left, dives and makes the grab. As a freshman, that was his moment. Chris played in all but three games his freshman season. His mother rarely missed a home game. She was also there after his freshman season ended, and Chris played for a summer league team in North Charleston. Chris is definitely a pro prospect. First guy here, last guy to leave. Hardest working kid we had last year and this year as well. June 17th. Chris's mother is where she is every Wednesday evening at Emmanuel AME Church. On this night, she is in Bible study. At the same time, Chris is playing a road game an hour away. It was one of the few Wednesday games that we had throughout the season, and uh, if we weren't have been playing baseball that night, Chris Singleton would probably have been at AME Church with his mother. By the time I was finishing up my game, she was still at the church. So I think I got home about 9, 9.30. I got a call from a lady at the church on my mom's phone. And I answered it, and I was like, she was very frantic, saying, is there another adult around? Is there another adult around? I said, no, it's just me. And she said, oh, well, you're going to have to come down here. Something, something bad happened. All units responding, 110 Calhoun Street. Give me at least four medic units. When I got down there, the lady told me that my mom's got my mom got shot. And when I when she told me that, I didn't know what to think. Respond to incident ten. Incident ten. The active shooter, multiple people down. I was just hoping and praying that my mom wasn't severely hurt in any way. At 9.05 this evening, we received a call, a shooting that had occurred at the church here on Calhoun Street. When officers arrived, they found eight deceased individuals inside of the church. I cried a lot that night. I cried so much that I couldn't even really cry anymore. The coroner came in and said there's eight dead bodies and one in the hospital, I think she said. When she told me that, I just, I kind of lost hope. What did she tell you? She told us that my, my mom was actually been killed. I couldn't, it's not like I couldn't cry, but like I felt myself trembling as if I was about to cry, but the tears wouldn't come out. 
I just looked at him and the look on his face, it hurt me to see him like that. And just to hear that my best friend just lost his mom. He was strong. He didn't even cry at that time. Chris's mother, Sharonda Coleman Singleton, was killed. She was 45 years old. One of nine victims fatally shot in the church massacre. I try to think that it was her time to go. And the way she went was very terrible, but if I just sit there and just think all day about how someone killed my mom, that would just make me go insane. Confirmed it is a suspect who charged the shooting. We have just learned the suspect, 21-year-old Dylan Roof, has been caught in North Carolina. 14 hours after the shooting, a 21-year-old white male was arrested. Officials say the shooter sat in the Bible study for one hour before opening fire with a 45 caliber handgun, stopping to reload several times. He reportedly said his motive was to start a race war. He has been charged with nine counts of murder and indicted on federal charges for a hate crime. I've had to make statements like this too many times. Communities like this have had to endure tragedies like this too many times. Less than 24 hours after his mother was killed, Chris and his sister attended a vigil at Goose Creek High School where their mother was a track coach. We already forgive him for what he's done. And there's nothing but love from our side of the family. You just said you already forgive Dylan Roos. Yes. The man who killed your mother. Yes, ma'am. We already forgive him. I was nervous because I didn't really want to say, I didn't want to speak for all the families because I know everybody was still hurting. But that's, it was just on my heart that I should probably say that. Why's that? I chose to forgive him because that's what my mom would do. At first, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, seriously? And then after a while, I, um, like I said, I prayed on it and I thought about it and I was like, maybe this is best because it's just like a really bad feeling to be like consumed with like hatred. I didn't really want there to be, because you know how there's, there's, there's been riots and stuff like that. I really didn't want that to happen. In the past year, this was the response to what happened in Ferguson, Missouri, and Baltimore, Maryland. I just want to make sure that everybody stays together as a city. So just before 10 p.m. on June 18th, the day after his mother was murdered, Chris Singleton, surrounded by his baseball team, had a message for the city and the nation. We've come together as a community, try to get past these things. You know, a tragedy has happened, but life's going to go on and things will get better. I just say love is always stronger than hate. So if we just love the way my mom would, then the hate won't be anywhere close to what love is. I remember thinking that I don't know that I would be that strong, and I definitely wouldn't have been at 19, but those are the things that his mother had embedded in him. Your mom's thinking about you. She's smiling from ear to ear. Huge smile right now. That's all I that's what I keep running through the back of my mind. I saw his mom in him that day. 
That was his mom talking. It had to be. I think we all forgave at that moment because it was hard not to for him. If he can say it, it's been very selfish for me or any of us to say we don't. Love is stronger than hate. That was Chris Singleton's message. And the holy city responded. I feel inspired. This showing here should be contagious and infectious across the nation. We're not going to tolerate this kind of violence anymore. It was amazing. There were so many people coming together, black, white, Mexican, Asian. If he was trying to start a race war, he didn't accomplish that at all. He just brought us together even more than we were before. kind of dim Howard if you don't mind we're just going to have some ministry time the message speaks for itself but I believe Holy Spirit wants to use Chris Singleton's story he chose to forgive he chose to declare over a city that love is greater and stronger than hate There's work to be done as Jesus the King is putting all of his enemies under his feet. We get to partner with the Lord. We get to partner with God himself in seeing the kingdom of God grow and increase and advance on the earth. As an ambassador of Jesus, as an ambassador of love, Remember that love conquers, overcomes. Whatever situation that you might be facing, whatever situation is in your past haunting you or taunting you, whatever situation you might have from a childhood or a divorce or a break or a broken Relationship. The Lord is saying to you, He wants love to be greater. We have a choice to forgive for Jesus' sake, forgive. We have a choice in our response to the Holy Spirit. God, we choose to love and not hate. Activate Holy Spirit in us this power that's a supernatural power it's not a human power it's supernatural it's resurrection life power it's deutimus power so father for each person here I pray they would be inspired that in their daily lives opportunities they have at work to talk about a co-worker to tear somebody down or to manifest love in a situation that you would choose to manifest love 
that you'd see things in your city, in your work, in your schools. You would see things in your sphere of influence. And you would say, Lord, my assignment is to manifest love and see the kingdom advance in that situation. So, Father, we just embrace our assignment to manifest love and to see the kingdom of God advance on the earth. Experiencing God's passionate love for yourself will fill you up to overflowing so that you can do it for others. We're just going to end this morning as this simple instrumental music plays. Just talk to the Lord yourself. Just talk to the Holy Spirit. We usually end around noon. Parents, you're going to pick up your kids right around noon from the gold mine. We have a beautiful opportunity to have fellowship if you're a guest with us back in the Connection Cafe just to connect with some people. We love having, we love praying for people. We love praying for the sick. We love praying with you, standing with you. We have prayer teams that will be here. Don't leave if the Lord's touching you. If you need somebody to stand with you or something. I'm just releasing you. Just, I'm going to walk, sit down by my wife and just be sensitive to Holy Spirit and you're dismissed and right after this music stops. It's only five minutes. And just talk to the Lord right now. Thank you for being here.